Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Hallelujah. Matthew 14, verse number 22. I've been a battle going on all the day. I'm going to tell you that. Praise God. You want this message to come. Matthew 14, verse number 22. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples, say constrained, to get into the ship and to go before him and to the other side while he sent them away, the multitudes away. When he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. When the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. (coughs) And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, They were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. They cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down, Out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? When they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying of a truth, Thou art the Son of God. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word. Oh God, I pray that somehow, the way that you've given it to me, that I can minister, Lord, to your people tonight to encourage and strengthen. Lord, open their minds. Let them receive God because I'm going to be preaching to me, Lord, just like I'm preaching to them. For I'm a part of those, Lord, in Jesus' name. Move tonight. Let your will be done, God. Help me to do a good job tonight in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. You can be seated. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. My brothers, if they'll go ahead. Praise God. I want to minister on this subject tonight. As God began to deal with me back some time ago on this, it's, I, this has been sitting on the burner now for I don't even know how long, maybe a couple of months or so. I want to preach on this subject. When you step out of the boat, the miracle will begin. When you step out of the boat, the miracle will begin. We may not like to admit it, church, but we all have our little boats of safety. 
We've all got our places that we want to stay comfortable in. You notice in verse 22 that the Lord constrained his disciples to go to the other side. In other words, if I could say it, he coerced them into going. He made them feel like they needed to go. Set it all out in front. Just, just put it down like a boat's supposed to be. Thank you, Lord. He coerced them into getting in the boat and going to the other side. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to know that sometimes I feel like that the Lord has to coerce us into worshiping Him. Sometimes he's got to coerce us into doing things that he wants us to do. Amen. And I want to encourage us somehow in the Lord because I feel like we're all there. All right? I believe the Lord laid it on my heart that way. We talk about Brother Peter and, and how he sank on his way, you know. But uh, we're no different than Peter. Notice when he comes to their rescue. He comes to their rescue in the fourth watch. In verse 25, he comes, in other words, can I say it, between 3 and 6. The morning watch, what I would call the morning watch, he comes at the fourth watch. But I want us not to run butter Peter down so quick because Peter on his way to meet Jesus sang. But we need to take notice that he was the only one who had enough faith or nerve or whatever you want to call it that allowed him to step out of the boat. Amen. It seems that others were looking more to the safety of the ship than at Jesus. I want you to know and understand that there was a storm going on. And the Bible said that it was contrary to them. In other words, the paddles weren't doing them any good. They could paddle all they wanted to, but it was just, they wasn't going any place. They was going to end up wherever the Lord wanted them to go. And I feel like that we are in that place tonight that many times that we are just there and we're paddling as hard as we can. I feel like lately we've been working as hard as we could to try to keep our head above water. Come on. We, are, we have been in battle. How many has been in battle? It is a spiritual warfare, if you please, that is going on. Hallelujah. Pastor has said it at different times. Sister McGee has been reading books and she, she was reading the other night or other day to me in that book. And I've read all these books too. But I want you to know the church were in a spiritual warfare. So Peter fell once. Amen. How many of you have fell once? Come on. At least I can say that Peter walked with Jesus back to the boat. Come on. He walked on water on his way to Jesus. And when Jesus picked him up out of the water, he walked back to the boat. Honey, we haven't got, we've got people that won't even step out of the boat. They've got the safety of the boat in mind, and they're not going to get out. 
Can I tell you that they could even have their little, uh, you know, their uh, uh, suit to protect them on, their little coat to make them float, you know, their safety device. Now, tell me what it is, Brother Mike. Do it again. They could put on their life jacket, and it wouldn't have helped them any. Their paddles wasn't going to help them. And I'm going to tell you, if Jesus wanted the boat to sink, it was going to sink anyway. But I'm going to tell you, Jesus was not going to let them down and let them die. Glory. I'm about to preach tonight. Hallelujah. In Mark 6 and 48, and it's not up there. Don't look for it. It's just a reference that records that Jesus would have passed by. If it had not been for Peter constraining Jesus, he would have passed by them. He would not have stopped. He would have walked on by. But thank God for a Peter that caused Jesus to board their ship. I'm telling you, what we need in the house is some people that are excited enough that will get Jesus in the boat. Oh, yeah. I don't blame Peter. If Jesus isn't on board, I don't want to be on the boat either. But if I can get him there. I must realize, though, that Jesus sent him to the other side so he wasn't going to let anything happen to him. They obeyed the Father's voice. Thank God for a Peter that caused Jesus to come on board the ship. Peter knew if he walked to meet Jesus that Jesus was going to walk back to the boat with him. He wasn't going to leave him alone. He was going to go with him. And Jesus is not going to be aboard our ship. Then I don't want to be there and you don't want to be there. Besides, don't make Brother Peter, <laughs> don't make fun of him when you have never stepped outside of your own little boat. Ah. <sighs> Come on, don't make fun of Brother Peter when you ain't stepped out of each side of your boat yet. Hallelujah. Ah, you say, well, Pastor, that was a ship. It had more than one person on it. It might have done, but I'm going to tell you something. I've got the feeling tonight that it was not just, it was just a really, I'm, I'm going to put it in spiritual terms. In spiritual terms, it was really nothing more than a one-man boat, if you please. You say, well, pastor, how do you know? Because I'm going to tell you, there is only room for one person in your boat. You don't want anybody else in your boat. You know why? There is things in there that you don't want anybody to know about. Come on, I'm going to preach tonight. Ha, I couldn't have done this this morning. But tonight I can in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. One man boat because nobody else, come on, has ever went through what you've went through. Nobody else has been where you've been. Come on now. Oh, help me, Jesus. You know, you know, nobody's been there. You're, you're the only one that's ever been through this mess. Come on. Mine is different than all the rest, but I want to tell you, we've all got our problems we're going through, and they're all different, but one is just as bad as the other. When you got problems, honey, you got problems. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory. I'm, I'm going to uncover mine first. Y'all won't get mad that way. You know, we got our own little things in the boat. And this afternoon, I had to get rid of mine. Come on. I had it in the boat. And I had to get rid of it. This morning, I had it on, buddy. 
I was hurting. You didn't know it, but I was up there worshiping. Every time I'd even sing, Brother Jerry, it would hurt me. I would hurt. It was I was in pain. My back was in pain. This afternoon, Sister McGee was in pain. We was in pain. I was getting ready to come to church, and we had a little bit of time of prayer. Guess what? God began to move on that back. I brought the thing with me, but I didn't really know I was going to put it in the boat at that time. I didn't have it on. I brought it with me in case, just like a lot of you. You've got some things in your boat just in case you would need them. Come on. There's some things that you've got rid of that you've picked back up and you've put in your boat thinking, you know, there may be a come a time that I want to return and pick some of these things back up so I'm going to save them for that time. So I took, I took that back brace. It kept, hey, I'm going to tell you, I fought it plumb up till church time and even after church time. Sister McGee, while we was practicing that song at home, when I had the guitar, there was sharp pain shooting through my back while I was, while I was singing that song. I thought, devil, I'm not going to give you that in the name of Jesus. I'm going to get my deliverance tonight. I'm going to preach. I know you give me the message, and I'm going to preach it without any hindrances. I'm taking this thing off in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. It fought me. I was back in the prayer room praying before church. And it had been sharp pains kept going through my back. I come in and I stood here tonight, started worshiping the Lord. Here they come again. And I kept saying, I bind you, Satan. I rebuke you. Come on, church. I want, an, I want you to know that there is a God that's bigger than any problem, any storm you can face, anything that you're in. God can help you out of it. Hallelujah. Glory. Let me tell you, there, I, I didn't know just how I was going to do this. I knew I had a message. I told Brother Mike a little bit about it, and he was able to, he invested. I didn't know he even invested. I had two boats for a while. Glory. I'm going to tell you something. I didn't know how to word this. There's one word that I began to think of that's on our boat, you little all, that we're having trouble with, and here it is. Our boat is full of dilemmas. Glory. That's why we, this is a single man boat because you don't want anybody else in your dilemma. You, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, this dilemma is so different than anybody else's that nobody else has went through this. Come on, you might as well shout hallelujah. I'm preaching right where you're at, right where I'm, come on, I included myself. I threw mine out, come on. I, I, I told you what my dilemma was. I didn't want to preach with this thing on. It would do nothing but hold me back. Come on, church. Come on. Many of you are sitting here with dilemmas right now that you would love to stand up and just worship the Lord and run down the aisles, but you've let your dilemma keep you in the boat. Don't let the, well, come on, don't let your dilemma, don't let Satan have it to keep you in the boat. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oars isn't any good. When you get in a big storm, you might as well throw the oars away. What you need is Jesus. 
Somebody shout Jesus. <laughs> See, because Jesus is your life jacket. <laughs> Come on. That, that, that your life jacket that's man-made, it's not going to do you any good in a real storm. You can still drown, honey. But I'm going to tell you what. If I've got Jesus, then there I've got everything I need. And to get to him, you must, you've got to step out of your little dilemma. Come on. If you're going to get to Jesus, you've got to step out of your dilemma. If you've got to get rid of your affliction, come on. You've got to step out of the boat. Leave the thing in. There's too many people say, no, no, no. I feel so comfy with these. Just, you know, it's all my little dilemma here. It's, it's you know, bless God. I, I've got all this in here and I'll snuggle in here and I've got my dilemma in here with me. Bless God. I feel so good. I don't want nobody else to grab my dilemma. They'll have a story and I won't. Oh, no, you've been there. It sounds like you may have been there when somebody it was who could tell the biggest story of how much pain they were in or, or their dilemma. You know, it become, it become a thing that I can tell one bigger than that. Come on, and, and we're nestled in here, and we've got our little dilemmas. Come on, I don't care what it is. I, your dilemma is wherever you're at tonight, whatever you're having trouble with, whatever you're battling, that becomes your dilemma. And the Lord's saying, if you just step out of that boat, if you'd leave the dilemma right where it's at, if you'd step out of the boat, the miracle will begin. If you'll step out of your situation and you've done all that you can do, then step into the water and just wade toward me. Just come on, just get out of the water. Hey, I'm standing there and I'm waiting on you to walk on water. Somebody say, Jesus. Jesus is your life jacket. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. That little boat become your comfort zone. All of those that were in the boat, all those disciples but Peter said, I feel pretty good right here. I feel pretty safe right here. At least I'm floating. Peter said, man, this thing's going to go if I don't get a hold of Jesus. So he just stepped out of the boat. He said, bid me to come to you, Lord. And he said, come. All you got to do is just, just talk to the Lord. He'll say, come. He, he won't leave you in the boat, and he won't let you sink. Come on. And if you do sink, he'll pick you up. <laughs> and glory. Oh, he'll pick you up. And he'll take you back to the boat. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Our little comfort zone. That little place that we feel comfortable in. That we feel safety in. It's my dilemma. I feel, you know, I, hey, we've wallowed in our dilemma long enough. Come on. We've wallowed in our trouble. And we've wallowed in our sicknesses and our illnesses long enough. It's time somehow to step out of the boat and head toward Jesus. Come on. Mm, glory. Ha. We're in that little place, you know, that God could ask us to do something. And, and I could already hear some that says, I'm not able to do that. I, I'm, I'm just not qualified. We didn't have no jump starter tonight, but guess what? Somebody volunteered. After our prayer, he said, I'll do it. We didn't assign nobody. That was right off the top of right here. Come on, it's where Jesus takes over. And he spoke to my brother tonight. Come on. And, and he told us to worship. Come on. Other people had fought for our freedom, and we need to worship. We need to enjoy what God has given us. Come on, church. You need to step into the water and wait. <laughs> oh, that song comes to me. Oh, step into the water. 
way down a little bit deeper. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, are you guilty of not stepping out? Are you guilty of staying in the boat? Nobody. Water was all that was between Brother Peter and Jesus. Isn't it amazing? Peter did not even recognize the storm until he took his eyes off of Jesus. By faith, he stepped out of the boat. He left all the doubters in the boat. They're probably saying, Peter, you're stupid. You go, buddy, you're going to drown? No, no, you don't understand. I'm headed to the Lord. Come on. You need to tell, come on, I've heard people, you, you, come on, you're not able to do that. Hey, hey, if I would have talked to people how my back hurt the morning, they said, you better take care of that back. Well, bless God, you, 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 you. my wife said, hey, dear, said, I wish you had a chiropractor. I said, I do, his name's Jesus. Come on. You know what? I got in tune with him this afternoon, and he popped it all and put it back in place. I was in pain this morning. I'm not tonight. Come on, Jesus. Come on, I said you need to take your dilemma and leave it in the boat and step outside your safety zone. Step outside where you're at. I'm telling you, God, that will, the miracle will begin when you step out of your boat. The miracle will begin when you step out of your safety zone. Step out of your dilemma. Step out of your trouble, your trial. It's a shame that sometimes God has to capsize our boat to get us out of it. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Peter recognized the storm when he got his eyes off of Jesus. He didn't recognize it before. When Jesus said, come, there was great faith. And oh, Peter. And then he began to look around. It is storming out here. I forgot all about that. And when he started looking around at the storm, and got his eyes off of Jesus, he began to sink. That tells me something, church. If we get our eyes off of our problems and off of our troubles and get them on Jesus, oh, hallelujah, you can walk on water. Your miracle will begin. Come on. Hallelujah. Your faith will be increased. <laughs> I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Come on, I can do it. I can do it. I believe for the most part that I could speak for all of us tonight that our dilemma right now is the only thing between us and the Lord. Don't get quiet on me. I'm preaching to you. I'm putting I'm put myself in there. Come on. The only thing that was between me and the Lord of preaching this message tonight was my dilemma. I didn't want to preach with a back brace on. Come on, because I know God's bigger than that. And he didn't want me to preach with a back brace on. What he wanted me to do, if you're going to preach that message, what he wanted me to do, then you're going to have to step outside your boat. Come on. Come on, I'm the God. Come on. If you look to me, you can step outside the boat and to leave your dilemma inside. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Let me encourage you right now. How many of you feel like you've got dilemmas? Raise your hand up real high if you've got a dilemma. Been dealing with it? I think we've been dealing with it in this church all year. 
I don't know about you, but I'm sick of the dilemmas. Let me encourage you right now. If you will get your eyes on Jesus and step outside the boat, then your miracle will begin. I'm going to tell you what our problem is. We have learned to swim in our dilemma. But we haven't learned to walk on it yet. Peter's dilemma was that the only thing between him and Jesus was water. So Peter said, you know what? I've got a boat here, but it could sink. Because Jesus isn't on board anyway. And all I've got is all this other junk in here with me. All of these doubters that's telling me not to do it, Peter. And You don't want to do that because you're going to sink. You're crazy. You're nuts. I mean, come on now. You don't understand. This is a bigger dilemma than you even recognize. Peter said, you know what? I believe that I can just step out of the boat. And he began to walk on his dilemma. Our problem is we can't get enough faith to step on our dilemma. We're still in the boat, and we've got all our dilemma in there with it. If I could separate myself from the dilemma, I'm closer to Jesus anyway. And once I take the first step, the Lord is going to be with me that I can walk on my dilemma. Come on. In other words, what i got to do is put my dilemma under my feet. Come on. Oh, I believe we could run on water. Come on, church. We have got the power. We've got the authority. Come on. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Come on. Your dilemma is inside the boat. Come on. It's you. Yes, it is. I don't care if it's financial. I don't care if it's a sickness. I don't care if it's disease. I don't care if it's sugar diabetes. I've got that dilemma, too. I've got to learn to worship no matter if I've got diabetes or no matter what's happening to me. I've got to learn to walk on my dilemma. Come on, I've got, got to decide I'm going to have victory in this dilemma. This dilemma is not going to make me sit on my pew. Come on, it's not going to keep me from prayer. It's not going to keep me from church. Come on, I'm going to, come on, I'm going to step out by faith and I'm going to conquer my dilemma. Oh, the way that back was hurting this morning, it'd been real easy to sit at home, kick back in the chair and put that little thing back behind my back, you know, lean back against that, take the pressure off the back. But there wouldn't be no stepping out by faith. If God give me a message, I'd... Mm. All right, I might as well just... I'm just going to tell on her. Sister Rhonda, I was studying the other day. She done knew that daddy had wrenched his back because little brother had already told her, said, you keep an eye on daddy because he's wrenched his back. Pastor had his eye on me. He, he come in, and I was sitting in the chair, and I didn't move, you know, in the office, so I didn't say nothing, but he just, he's been talking to wife or somebody, I guarantee you. He knew about it. And my, my daughter Rhonda, you know, because she cares for daddy, she, she said to me, and it was, I think, a day or two after that, maybe a day or so after that, and she said, Daddy, you know, Paul said, you know, you know, hey, well, you know, keep, I don't know where she, now she I know what she said. I, I found out that Daddy was being watched, but she said, Daddy, 
I'm going to tell you something. You know, you, you've rinsed that back and you've heard that back. Are you sure you're up to preaching? She said, I'm sure. Daddy wouldn't have a problem with Jerry doing both services. And Brother Mason wouldn't have a problem with it either. But I'd had a big problem. I still had a backache. I'd still been wearing a brace because I, I didn't have my dilemma taken care of. Come on. There are some of you that come in the house tonight and your dilemma is the biggest thing that's in your way. If you could get that thing out of the way, we'd have church tonight. Come on. We'd have the glory of God filling this place. There'd be people receiving their healing, receiving their miracle. If you'll just step out of the boat, your miracle will begin. Come on. Some of you need to step outside your dilemma. I guarantee you, it would have been easy for Brother Josh to just sit home. But he made, he made, they made a statement this morning I liked. He said this morning he'd come in his linen ephod so he could worship. Yes, sir, he'd come, in, he'd come in clothes to worship in. He felt comfortable in that. Come on, David had to get off the royal garment, Brother DePriest, and he put on the linen ephod because it was convenient and light for dancing. Come on, it was, it, was, it was made to worship in. Come on, church. I want to tell you, your dilemma, I don't care how bad it is, it's made to worship in. You can make it your linen ephod. You can step out by faith and step on that, come on, dilemma, and you can overcome your dilemma by the help of God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, our problem is that we've learned to swim in our dilemma, but we haven't learned to walk on it. Peter walked on his dilemma while the others stayed in the boat with theirs. They still had a dilemma. Peter, once he stepped outside the boat, he didn't have a dilemma no more. He left it in the boat. Come on. Come on, we need, we need not to talk about it to everybody, tell everybody how bad it is. We need to step out of the boat and leave it. Come on, it's time to walk on our dilemma. Come on, it's time to walk on all these things that's coming upon this church. It's time to walk out of that place where they are and leave them behind, leave it in the boat. Then let the boat capsize. There's too many of us that want to stay in there and we'll stay with the boat no matter if it wrecks. We're going to stay right there. It capsized, I'm going to be hanging on the bottom side of it. And Lord, help if it happened to get my dilemma. I might need that. Glory, glory. As I was with Peter, shall I not be with you? For are ye not my disciples? Are ye not my followers, saith the Lord? Yea, if you'll step out of the boat, yea, if you'll keep your eyes upon me, yea, the miracle will begin. Yea, I say to leave the dilemma, leave the spot that you're in, yea, and I say walk by faith. 
Seek after me. Yea, for I, the Lord, see you. I see where you're at. Yea, and I come in the midnight hours walking on the water, walking on your dilemma. Yea, if thou would only come to me, yea, you could walk too. Yea, you you can walk too. Yea, you can come to me. You can come to where I am. Oh, because where I am, there's safety. Yea, where I am, there is no sickness and there is no pain. Yea. Oh, I say unto thee, yea, seek me, yea, and ye shall find me, saith the Lord. Yea, walk, I say, walk for with me, yea. Walk to me, saith the Lord, for I, the Lord, have heard you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I venture to say that there are some people that's got some things hidden away. Come on. Let's put some things in the drawer of the closet. And it's your dilemma. And as long as you leave them there, they're nothing but a snare to you. Come on. There may be some books, some magazines, or something that you should not have. I'm going to tell you, we need to get rid of the dilemma. That thing that's keeping us in the boat and keeping us from stepping out in the water, we need to get rid of them. Come on. I need to get rid, come on, of this, of this unbelief that I've got a hold of. Come on. Because I know, Brother Sutton, if he can just take care of my back this afternoon, that he can take care of my diabetes before. Come on, this service is over. I know he can. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, let's not sell God short if he can get rid of these things. Come on. He can get rid of all these things. He can get rid of your sickness. He can get, come on now, he can get rid. Come on. He can get rid of your affliction that you're walking in. Let us walk on it and not just swim in it. Oh, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We need to put our dilemma under our feet. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Ephesians 1. Hallelujah. Verse 21 through 23. Let me tell you where Jesus is. He's far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and have put all things under his feet gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Come on. He's given him to be the head over all things to the church, over my sicknesses, over my infirmities. Come on, over my dilemmas, whatever it may be. He's given him to be the head over that. Hallelujah. All things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. He put all things under his feet. Everybody said he put all things under his feet. I want to remind you tonight that the head, which is Christ, and the body, which is the church, let me tell you that they are not severed. I said there is, they are not severed. There is still the connection between the church and the head. Come on. The body and the head. Come on. It, the, the church cannot be complete without a head. Come on. Jesus Christ is the head, and we're from the neck on down. Come on. 
We're the body. There would not be a body without a head and without a neck. Let me tell you, this thing is not severed. Come on. The church and the body is not severed. I must tell you that Jesus is still connected to the body. He's still in this house. He's still the miracle worker. He's still the Savior. Come on. He's still the baptizer. He still fills people with the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you, the power of God is still real in this place. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody clap your hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We're still connected. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you step out of the boat, the miracle will begin. Hallelujah. Romans 8. 35 through 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or pearl or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present. Everybody said my dilemma. Nor the things to come. Nor height, nor death, nor any other creature. Come on, Satan even. Shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Close it. Brother Mason, you can come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say nothing can separate us. Come on, we need to tell the devil. Nothing can separate us. Glory. Oh, Jesus. You know what? And paddles can be our dilemma. Many times, and I don't have it on me, my billfold, that billfold becomes our dilemma. There's a prescription card in there. There's this card in there. There's that card in there. The money's in there. I've got, I've got that cash card, you know, that you can go up and you can draw some money out, you know. You can tell I'm old-fashioned. I don't even know what to call that. It's, it's a debit card. See how old-fashioned I am? Here, while back, they called me at the bank. Wanted me to start doing some stuff by mail. And when I went in there, they got after me again. And I told them, no, you can keep on sending it through the mail. I'm old-fashioned. They trying to tell me how convenient I was. I said, you all keep doing this for long. You're going to be without a job. I said it before the banker and everybody in there. They was all standing there. I said it aloud. I said, I don't like what you all doing. I said, I've been around this bank over 40 years, and I don't like what you're doing. 
I said, this bank isn't personable no more. You call them sellers, they're nothing but tellers, and they can't do their job and sell. I don't like it. I said, they can keep it up. I'm allowed to just leave. See, you wouldn't do that. Said, you've been around here too. Said, oh, yeah, just watch me. Well, everybody else is doing it too. Said, no, no, no. There's a teacher's credit union right across the river that would welcome me. They don't do that. And I can get, I can get free, free checking. I don't have to pay for checks. Don't tell me this junk. I don't like your system. It's a world system. And I'm sad to say that Brother Jeremy Wright, we have fell into it. And we've got all of our dilemma in the boat. And we're wallowing around in our dilemma when we can walk on it. I'm tired of my dilemma. Sister McGee's tired of her pain. She's tired of fooling with pain. We had a little prayer together today and mine left. You know when it left? When I got up to preach. I was still having it. When I'd sing and began to jump a little bit, he'd say, it's good. you better watch it now. You're going to throw it out. I thought I might as well just throw it out in church because I'm, I'm going to walk on this dilemma. Come on, I've been dealing with this since Thursday morning. Can't hardly get out of the chair. I'd sit down at the table, have used my table to kind of get myself straight. I'd have to stand there a while before I could walk. Brother Freddie knows what I'm talking about. Been there. You that's had back troubles, and it's a low energy. energy it's old. Uh, uh, I, I heard it way back when uh, early age. Right after Sister McGee and I got married. That's been a long time ago. Going on 47 years. Late teen years, early 20 years, I don't know, somewhere around in there. That that became a dilemma to me. And God has let me have very little trouble with it. Up through the years here and there, I have to deal with it. He knew that I was supposed to preach, so he thought, man, Wednesday morning would be a good time. I'll put him under. He won't preach. I'm going to tell you, we've got to learn to walk on our dilemma. My wife said, dear, are you going to be able to? I said, hey, dear, I'll be all right when it comes time. Come on, God's never left me. Come on, 22 years, I've seen the Lord move. In fact, I remember in the old first church, Brother Freddie, I remember that I was burning up with fever. Sister McGee, I was in bed. I was burning up with fever. I got up out of bed. She said, what in the world do you think you're going to do? I said, God gave me a message for tonight, and I'm getting out of bed, and I'm going to go preach it. Guess what? By the time I got dressed, the fever had left. I went and preached the message that the Lord had given me. I got back home, the fever come up, and I went back to bed. So, well, that's not very much of a testimony. Oh, yes, it was. When the, when the message was needed, God may be able to preach the message. Come on. When God wants to use you, He'll let you walk on your dilemma. Come on. When He needs to move in your life, He'll let you walk on your dilemma. the truth is any of us we couldn't carry this thing because it'd be too heavy because of all of our dilemma you're carrying around a heavy load church you don't have to carry around we need to step out of the boat when you step out of the boat the miracle will begin
Y'all stand because Brother Mason's going to sing a song. Him and Sister Mason. I ask him to. And I want you tonight to some way, you that have been walking in this dilemma and been swimming in it and it's just become a part of you that you can't get out of, I want you to walk on your dilemma tonight. It, it may mean that you need to step out now and just take yourself a little walk because it's been a while since you had one. Come on now. I believe we can have victory in this house. I believe, I believe there is enough of us that's had dilemmas and we're tired of it, but we need to walk on our dilemma while they sing tonight. Oh, Jesus. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's F-A-C-M-C. Thank you, and have a blessed day.